alive. Oh, shall we start then? Go on then. All right. Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Chris. And Lee. I've always wanted to say, and we're live on something that went live. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so this is this one's actually going out live on YouTube as well as um, well. Obviously, if you're listening to this through your podcatcher app, you've missed the live live yeah. stream. Yes, of course. That, well, that's kind of obvious. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're listening to it, you're not watching. Can we start again? <laughs> and if you think the podcast's live, I'm sorry about that. And Father Christmas not being real. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Although with that beard, you are heading very close. I've just got to fulfil my birthright. <laughs> Just going to feed your dad a few more mince pies, haven't you? Right about Christmas Arthur, time. Arthur and... thinks he's Father Christmas already. Yeah, I yeah. would think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got to be honest, since I first met your dad, I always thought he was. <laughs> oh, we, my dad's Father Christmas. Right, uh, that, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> confirming that. That's, that's like finding out last week that Grey does a really nice guy in real life. Anyway. Anyway. Formula moving, One, people. Moving swiftly on, Formula One. Firstly, an apology for last week's podcast being a little bit late. Um, real life got in the way for all of us. It did. It did. Um, thank you to Susie for stepping in at such short notice. I'm surprised I've still got a job. Well, you're here. Apparently she had coherent arguments and that means she was unsuitable to fill my shoes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well-constructed arguments that made sense. Did she say cunt at all? Are we 30 seconds in? No. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she was less sweary than you. I will definitely give her that. Yeah, but just, one. Just. Oh, right. That's just. Okay. She went scat- scot- scattish, Scottish, Scottish. So I, I, did, I don't know. With some, of the swearing, <laughs> with some of the swearing, it could have been scattish. <laughs> um, but no, thank, thank you, Susie, for, uh, for helping us out last thank week. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. And uh, I'm sure she'll be on the show again at some point soon. I do hope so. Because you've been you've been trying to get trying to get her on the show for ages, and she finally comes mm. on one of the nights that you can't make I'm it. I'm not here. Yeah, great Needs replacement. Good move, Lee. So anyway, <laughs> F1 Mexican Grand Prix this weekend. It is. It I is. keep thinking it's a US Grand Prix because they swap them round, which is confusing. Yeah, because the, the, um, the last two years they were in the other order, mm. Mm. and of course this was going to be the last Mexican Grand Prix for the foreseeable, but now it's not. No, nope. well, hey, it's, it's never a good race, but it always looks like a fantastic event. Yeah, Mexico is one of those ones I just couldn't give a fuck about. I don't oh, know. I'd love to be sat in that baseball yeah. stadium, having the barbecue area in the baseball stadium. Yeah. All right, it does look but confusing. I probably never will be. So, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see how next year's Kickstarter goes. I'm much, I'm much more into the idea of going to like Texas or Miami than I would yeah. be of going. There. Oh, we didn't get to say about what we thought about the Miami race last I'm week. I'm fucking all in, and as soon as it starts, that will. Do you be not the... think it looks a bit like Sochi, but but a I, bit? It's in Miami, but American, and Florida's ace. That's why. That's where go. you want to retire to. Yeah, Texas has got like Tex-Mex food. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got big. Mexico's bits, got yeah. actual Mex-Mex food. Yeah, <laughs> over there they call it food. Yeah. yeah. And My, Miami, yeah. <laughs> no, Everywhere I, in the world has cocaine. Yeah, I've, I've been to Florida and ate a lot of chili dogs mm. and steroids. That's also Mex Mex food. <laughs> Didn't eat a lot of steroids when I was in Mexico. <laughs> in Miami, never been to Mexico. But yeah, I, d- I don't know about the Miami race because it's going to be another of these tilkerized street circuits round a stadium. Yeah, like that's what I thought. Looks isn't it very it's, Sochi like? It's good, yeah, street circuit, but Sochi's kind of street circuit. Yeah, but, with but if, a bit... if it ends up being more like Baku, that'd be good. That'd be good. But did Tilka do Baku? I don't know. I think so. 
Is Baku actually designed? I thought it was just... It's just streets, isn't it? Whereas yeah. Sochi is like it was a park that they made into a race circuit. Yeah. I th- uh, so- Sochi was kind of designed with a race circuit in mind when they were building the Olympic Village because everything there was built for the Winter Olympics. Yeah. So they wrote the plans for getting an F1 circuit into the plans for Olympic Park. Whereas Miami, there's been a stadium there for 40 years. Mm. It, it looks more viable than the um, crossing the the massive long bridge to the port and back again. Oh, that that was that was a um, that was a disaster waiting to happen. One car breaks down on the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Well, didn't they have they had something similar like that in Valencia, didn't they? They well, had a bridge. They had a bridge. Yeah, so they got a bridge yeah. in Singapore as well. Yeah, but I mean, true, it's yeah. not it's not like the it's not like the be all and end all. But the, 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 orig- world, the original plan was the two long straights that were the bridge. Yeah, and that was just that was just going to be a mess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it would have been. Um, but as far as like IndyCar seems to do well with sort of US based street circuits, I hope that whoever designed is is it Tilka that's definitely designing it. Well, he does all the latest F one circuits. Doesn't it? He, does so. kind of look like a Tilka drone. From the pictures, did he do I've Texas? Seen. Was it Tilka that did Texas? Yeah, I, mean, I, know yeah, he, yeah. I know he took best parts of yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, Circuit of the Americas is like Tilka's greatest hits, which right. I like. I like the the Circuit of the Americas a lot. I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah, yeah, but that that's for next week's show. It is, but before that, we got a Mexican Grand Prix with no Peraltada again because they're going through the baseball stadium, which looks amazing. It looks cool, and the atmosphere in there seems to be fantastic when you're watching it on TV. But have yeah. we had a good Mexican Grand Prix since its return in 2015? Is it that long? 2015? Is it the... F- is it 15, 16, 17, 18? I don't think we've had a good... Maybe. We haven't had a good race there. Is it four or five years it's been going? I it, can't remember. It's been going as long as we've been doing this podcast anyway. Mm. Anyway. And we're in our fifth season. Yes. Just realised that we've got the camera going and I had to adjust my nuts then. I need to think about things like that more now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I've got a feather up my nose somehow. And I'm, I'm so happy you said nose because that's not where I started. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to know where you keep your feathers. It's kind, of, it's kind of disturbing knowing that there's people watching us while we're doing this. Well... There's always people watching you. It's just whether or not you know about it. Why do you think my laptop's closed? <laughs> <laughs> For the same reason I put a plaster over my webcam, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> that click was me turning my phone face down <laughs> and then putting something over the camera. All right, back. Snowden, let's get back to <laughs> yeah. Formula One. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll look at the uh, look at the race in a bit more bit more depth and do the predictions later. But yeah. um, is there any news about it at the minute? Not a great deal, is there? No, Max Verstappen has said that he doesn't expect Red Bull to win any races for the remainder of the season, which means they're probably going to win at least two. Yeah, do you think he's... Is he doing the usual downplaying the chances? Well, I think... I, I honestly think Red Bull are going to be strong in Brazil and probably in Mexico as mm-hmm. well. Um, Mexico is always a weird one, isn't it? Cause high the altitude. Altitude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it starves the engines of, of, of oxygen, doesn't it? And it the, the race isn't usually as... It doesn't play out quite like you think it's going to, but it's we, again we still never had like a really exciting Mexican Grand Prix. Um, I don't know why that is, but uh, yeah, the Red Bull tends to tends to lean itself lean itself well towards the um, low drag, uh, high aero. I guess. Well, you've got a massive straight, haven't you? Yeah, but they put quite a lot of aero on it, don't they? Because it's yeah, because it's a high altitude. 
to get a bit of downforce D- in. DRS the, is an absolute slam dunk, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the pro- the problem is with with the air being thinner, you still you need to you need to ramp up the wing angle just mm. to push the car down through yeah. less oxygen. Yeah, yeah. Be interesting because you would think it's a Ferrari track the way Ferrari have been going, a long straight. But apart from that, there's not really much else. You is it me or have we just started previewing this race after we started talking about? Yeah, the probably. Yeah. All right. Okay. You've got the long, like you've got the. Like the main straight, obviously, start finish. Yeah, yeah. But from that S that takes you around like the back before you get into the complex, it's all turns. Awful. No, but, but as soon as you get past the turns, you've got that big sweeping corner that goes in, yeah. and it's all flat around the uh, around the rest of it too. Mercedes land that fits for me. Or all, all turning twisty bits, maybe, but maybe. Um. Yeah, I expect Red Bull to be strong in Mexico and also in Brazil as well because of the because of the twisty nature of the of the circuit. Essentially, Brazil is again very sort of twisty windy from like turn three or uh, turn four all the way to turn one. <laughs> um, yeah, but then you got the S's straight. Well, the S's are turn one basically. Aren't yeah, they? So, so the center S turn one, turn two, turn you get three. A bit, bit of a bit of a straight long corner, and then you're into never holding the steering wheel in a straight line. Yeah, mm. yeah. which so I think if you're a Ferrari, you have to do. You know, you can do it one handed and hold a mirror. Yeah. Yeah, what did we think of that, the whole Leclerc being... Because some people I saw, saying, uh, including Virtual Statman, saying that Formula 1 cars must be too easy to drive if Charles Leclerc can hold onto his mirror and turn into 130R. Sean came up with a theory that he wasn't trying to hold onto his mirror. He was try- It was loose and he was trying to actually wrench it off. No, he was stopping them because it was vibrating like fuck, wasn't it? Mm. He was, sto- he was hol- he- holding that so it didn't vibrate and fall off, is what he was doing. And it did anyway. Yeah. I think didn't it come off? It came off in the pits. So mm-hmm. I think they actually snapped I it. I think off. one of the mechanics actually snapped it off. Yeah, there was there was a bit of debate about that. Actually, we didn't uh, we didn't talk about this last week, but um, people, few people were saying surely Leclerc and Hamilton's cars were illegal because they were driving with only one mirror after the first lap. You don't have to have any mirrors, do you? Mirrors are an essential safety part to of the start car. The race with, but. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, they are only mandatory for the start of the race. If they come off, it kept you know it's racing damage. Yeah, and this is why they didn't. Neither of those drivers got penalised for no. Leclerc having, did ha, no. Neither of the drivers got penalised for having one less mirror. Oh, I see. Than they started with. Um, for my money as well, the um, they Ferrari should have been immediately told to bring Leclerc in. And well, they got they got penalised for that in the end. No, no, but he, I don't think he got a harsh enough penalty for it. No, when you look at what happened to Felipe Massa, I thought it was fucking ridiculous. I don't, I, I can't see that that wouldn't have been a harder penalty for somebody else. You need to turn that what off. What are you mate. doing? I was looking for there's a <laughs> I, there's a rundown of what actually happened with the uh, whole Leclerc thing. Yeah, and I was I was just trying to find that. I didn't realize I got the YouTube channel. But yeah, like, I mean, I, I'm with Julian Palmer on it. The uh, it should have been it should have it should have been a harsher penalty. I think it should have been a, should a have harsher been, penalty. But should have been at least a drive through in the race or a stop go. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see what you think about the Vettel start as well, which we obviously we didn't talk about. And we haven't had the listeners. To, to, to give me, a, that was a jump start. Yeah, uh, I, the, I know the sensor that, didn't didn't go off, but even still, he must have been so far back on his grid spot. Yeah, yeah. 
So, but again, I'd just like to point out another Vettel mistake, another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. At least he owned up to this one. Yeah, but and it, and it wasn't him going backwards at uh, a, p- a pivotal moment. Well, it kind of was, but but it is not, totally not, not Vettel under backwards. pressure. Vettel under pressure and wanting to get out, get off the line well, messing it up. Yeah, well, Vettel under pressure in any situation at the moment it appears yeah. to just just. With, with the exception of his of his race win, it ma- makes mistakes. The only good thing he's got is, we'll have to see if this carries on into Mexico, is that he does seem to now have the race pace on Leclerc again. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Because um, still, I'm still a firm believer that Sebastian Vettel is a better Formula 1 driver than Charles Leclerc. It's because we haven't seen Sebastian Vettel for such a long time. Mm. Um, I And I, that's why I still think it's too early to declare Charles Leclerc the like lord of all because he's he's up against he's still a learning. broken Vettel. Yeah, and he's still learning as well. Yeah. You know, I think Dan's quite apt when you, you liken him to a early season Hamilton. Yeah. And that Hamilton had just, the raw pace and he, but he just needed to he needed to do what Max Verstappen has done and just sort of round off those edges a little yeah. bit and become a bit more of a complete driver. But, but with the Leclerc Hamilton comparison, it's not just the pace, it's the, the way the way they act and the way they praise the team while fighting against them almost mm. yeah and uh, yeah there's there's lots of parallels there yeah yeah but you know if he becomes a great champion then fair play to him but he's got to he's got to do it I don't think Charles Leclerc will be a world champion I think he will be I think he will be I only because and this is unless he stays at Ferrari for life and Ferrari just Ferrari everything. Um, he could Ferrari, Ferrari could, could Ferrari everything, but I'm, I don't believe he's better than the drivers that he'll be fighting against for world championships, unless Ferrari can get that sorted really quickly. It's too early to tell. If he can slam a world championship in, um, where if Red Bull aren't still not fighting for world championships and Lewis Hamilton, let's say, because we haven't seen Lewis properly this year. And there's a little bit of me wondering whether, with his age, is this the beginning of the plateau we see with drivers? You know, when they get to a certain age. All right, and Nico then they Rosberg. Just dip a little bit. No, no, I'm not saying career over. But do you know what I mean? I, I wonder whether this is whether we're seeing the sort of the beginning of yeah, like, yeah. This is the end of Hamilton's talent, sort of thing. This is his as big and as fast as he can get. This is his real nerve at BAR days. Yes. But well, what we haven't really seen for Hamilton this year... to brace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's always had know. another gear that he can find when he needs to. And but that's This is the... Leclerc he hasn't needed to. Yeah. Usually on a Saturday lunchtime. Yeah, but this is the Leclerc Championship yeah. for me. I think if he can get... Uh, if, he can get if he's in a situation where Red Bull aren't fighting because I think Max Verstappen is like the world and the moon better than Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton has like a squiff year I think Charles Leclerc's better than Valtteri Bottas I think he can win a world championship in that situation but I think if you've got a on-form Lewis Hamilton a um, on-form Max Verstappen that's capable of winning a world championship it's for shits and giggles let's stick a Carlos Sainz in a McLaren that's all of a sudden in 2021 capable of winning the championship I don't think uh I don't think Charles Leclerc beats any of those. I don't think it's impossible for Leclerc to win the. Yeah, don't think it's impossible for him to win next year. Oh, that, that's what I mean. I don't yeah. think it's impossible, but I think it's going to be almost like a Julian Palmer situation when he won the F two. 
Yeah. He won the F2 World Championship when all the other guys had already won it and gone. I think it, it, it's going to, whereas Lewis Hamilton or um, Max Verstappen, I think, can win a tra- championship against anybody, I think Charles Leclerc will be dictated against who he's fighting with. The, the, the caliber of driver yeah. around him, you mean? It could be interesting because, as you say, there's a lot of younger drivers mm-hmm. coming up through the, through the field. Jacques Villeneuve, actually. Jacques Villeneuve's a good, a good example there because he was fighting a Schumacher in not the best Ferrari at that point. You know, it's, whereas if Schumacher would have been in a Ferrari that was equal to the Williams that Jacques Villeneuve was in, Jacques Villeneuve would have never been a world champion. Yeah. If Schumacher would have managed to take the other car I think around. he'd have still got disqualified. I don't <laughs> yeah. think he'd have got that one. I think someone would have gone, come on, lads. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> We need to have a chat about this driving into the side of people, Michael. <laughs> it's, going, it's becoming all too regular. He only ever does it at the last race of the season when there's a championship at stake against a Williams. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, we haven't had a final race world championship since, was that was it? Vettel Alonso was... 2016 was technically a final race world championship. Yeah, that was, that was the last that one, was wasn't it? That was technically a final race, but it wasn't a race because Lewis Hamilton wanted everybody else to race Rosberg, so he backed everybody yeah. No, it wasn't that... Was the, there was the Brazil as well, wasn't it, where Vettel spun the car? Uh, that was 20, yeah. 2012. Yeah, that was the last race showdown. Um, that was one where Alonso broke in the pit do- lane, do- Double it? points Abu Dhabi was... Kind of negated by the fact it was double points, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, what a fucking ridiculous thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, we, is the championship going to get wrapped up in Mexico? Does Hamilton need to outscore Bottas by, what, nine points, I think it is? Yeah, it's probably going to be Texas, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which I hope, actually. I, think... I can't remember what the difference is now, but I think he has to outscore him by... I think it's like 12 points or something mm. he has to outscore Bottas by. So my laptop's running out of juice and there's no spare plug sockets so I'll have to look it up on my phone but if Bottas has a poor race and Hamilton does a Hamilton and you know classic Hamilton yeah. and decanters off into the distance and wins by the slowest margin possible um, then the championship might be decided for the third year in a row in Mexico yeah because mm. we've never had exciting races but it's quite interesting when you had the top three there last year and then ninth plate of a ninth, eighth place and all that. Hamilton's came in and did donuts because he mm. just won a world championship. For Formula One, and especially with the talk of the Miami Grand Prix, I would like them to wrap it up in Austin. I think it would be a good, yeah, I good think PR so. story for I think Formula One in general yeah. in the States. I've seen... Um, and with Lewis being basically American and all now. I've seen, I've seen <laughs> Miami being, being touted as being before Canada, but after Monaco. Either late May or early June. It would, it would kind of make sense having it close to the Canadian race, at least they're on the same continent. They are, they are literally the world away from each other, though. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah when you <laughs> say that's, that's, the, that's the only thing. Just trying to do some We had one of our listeners tell us off for saying that um, Austin and Miami were close to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the scale of <laughs> the world... Austin would make sense-ish. <laughs> in, well, no. In the scale of the world, Miami and Austin are fairly close together. It's only a three-hour flight. Something like that, four-hour flight. That's practically a ferry journey over mm. here. We'd be about yeah. I don't want to even think about how long that would take by boat. 
No, it's probably not worth. Well, it'd be a long time because yeah, the, the, the desert would kind of get the, the sand of getting the propeller. The last Rock time down. people got boats that far, they were calling it the New World when they landed. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Hamilton at the moment is sixty-four points ahead. Yeah, so we need to be seventy-five, seventy-eight if you include. Oh, fast, include seventy-eight if you laps. include fastest laps. Oh, got you. So um, if he wins, if he beats Bottas by fourteen points so it's not likely to be wrapped up here no it's more likely to be Austin as, you, as we were saying yeah I mean, Bottas might do a Bottas and, and go and win the race could do yeah I mean even if he if he was to win the race and Hamilton was finished second in both of them Hamilton still wins the championship in Austin doesn't he I think so yeah yeah, because he'd have to be 50 points clear leaving Austin, mm. and that's like, he'd have to have a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> if it's if, if it's the beard that's made him competitive, he's going to have to come out looking like fucking Teen Wolf to win this championship. <laughs> Lance Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's 1980s Hulk. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, I saw something very strange uh, on, on Twitter yesterday. That's um, not uncommon. No, it was Eric Banner wearing an Aussie Grit uh, apparel hat. Uh, and I was like, wait a second. Many times I thought that Eric Banner and Mark Webber could be the same person. Who's Eric Banner? The actor. Don't know him. Yeah, you will know him. He was the Hulk in the bad one. Yeah, in the bad film. That's why I got the reference. Yeah, oh. he, he was Hulk in the Hulk movie that nobody talks about and isn't part of the He's Marvel universe. He's an actor universe. who does who does racing racing driving occasionally. Edward Norton. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, it was the, it was the Hulk in the first Hulk movie that nobody talks about. He's an actor who does racing occasionally. Um, Patrick Dempsey. No. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with that? <laughs> but the uh, but he's uh, not Patrick Duffy. Uh, <laughs> The man from Atlantis. But <laughs> Mark Webber looks an awful lot like Eric Banner or vice versa. And so the fact that you know, they're both Australian. If only Lee had an internet-connected device in front of him to look up who this person is. Everything's working and I'm not touching anything. <laughs> good that's, that's, that's a good move because that's how things went wrong the last time we tried to live stream these shows. Yeah, everyone may notice my laptop in front of me is very close. Te- technology is it all wasn't of a, sudden a few minutes ago. No, no, yeah, I can edit that out. Technology is already made like live streaming easy as all fuck, and I'm not going to mess with it. <laughs> <laughs> but going back, going back to the thing about Max thinking that Red Bull aren't going to win again this oh, season. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very un, un- Red Bull thing to say because I thought they were going to. Be sort of ah, oh, we're Red Bull. We're we're here to we're here to take it to the extreme. Max has been quietly down on Red Bull lately. If you've noticed in interviews, the, well, uh, I think realistically, the last couple of races they've they've not been there. No, but even like for the future, wasn't it something the uh, with twenty twenty where he was saying he he finds it very hard to believe that they're going to be able to fight for championships next year and stuff like that. Yeah, whereas Honda themselves mm. are saying we're expecting to be almost on par with Ferrari yeah. and Mercedes next year. And I don't take um I don't take Max Verstappen saying that the same as I would take Christian Horner or doing it, you know, as like gamesmanship. Yeah. I look at Max Verstappen as saying that because 
he, as far as I'm concerned, is like if he's had the sniff of a championship winning car that he was able to get to, yeah. he would be out of Red Bull. There's no well, I mean, look at, there. Look at what happened in the in the Brazilian Grand Prix a few years ago. Um, it was that that was one of the most memorable. It's probably the most memorable drive of the this century. Yeah, yeah. The one yeah. where Grosjean put it in the wall and yeah. didn't blame Ericsson. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I get the feeling that if if you know, like you say, Lee, like a, a sniff of victory, Verstappen's on it. Yeah. Look how he hunted down Charles Leclerc in Austria, mm-hmm. forced him into a, I say, a mistake into some very hard racing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it Verstappen is is like a great white shark. If he smells blood, he goes for it. Yeah, absolutely. And because while we're on the subject of Red Bull, uh, another young driver on the scrap heap. Kind of. After how many months? I mean, it's about three quarters of an hour. <laughs> For, <laughs> after 45 minutes, Patricio O'Ward. Not, which, which is about as long as he lasted in the Indy 500. Yeah, I think but, that might have been his first Red Bull race. I mean, so you, you As think, long as it takes you to say his name, it's probably about the amount of time that he's been in the Red Bull programme. And what was it? Was it Spa? Was it Spa or Hungary? I think it was Spa, wasn't it? Where he was at the race. He was at the race after signing for yeah. the Red Bull program. And the way people were talking about him was he was nailed in for Toro Rosso next year. Well, can I just point out who the last person to be let go from the Red Bull Junior Driver program was? Before Patricio Award. Who? Alex Alban. It's a good point. It's a good, it's a good point well made, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alex Alban. Yeah, you don't S- need to be- Sackings don't mean what they used to. No, no, no. no. No, Sometimes no. they can mean quite the opposite, yeah. it turns out. Let's just have a look at some of the recent Red Bull Team F1 drivers. Danny Kvyat. Mm. Brendan Br- Brendan Experience Hartley. All, all binned off the programme. Yeah. Well, we, could, we should get Brendan Hartley on the show to talk to us about his experience of being fired and well, how it, it prepares him better for the next time he gets fired. Uh, I don't think he does podcasts. He's never done one before. He's not got the experience. Oh. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Patricio Ward has been let go. Now, he put a statement out at the time gushingly thanking Helmut Marco for the opportunity yeah. of racing in Super Formula. And wishing and what, Yuri and, Vips And, and, and one F2 race. Mm-hmm. So they've replaced him with Yuri Vips, but apparently he was due to leave the programme in November. After That would have only been six months. Yeah, at the end of the Super Formula season. And they've let him go early because he's got opportunities in IndyCar next year, which... Rumour has it, is um, the McSchmidt-Peterson. Are we allowed to do that one? No. McChevy? It's just McLaren. McIndy? It's McLaren. McLaren. Arrow <laughs> McLaren-Schmidt-Peterson Racing. It's McLaren. The orange Indy cars. Should we vote here? Should we cast a vote right now? McLaren Indy car. That's McLa- what we call it. Yeah. McIndy. McIndy. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> what do we do now you got the casting vote if, if anyone that's doing tw- uh, messages we right, can hang on, check hang on, it at the end hang on we can do this live Twitter poll Twitter poll Twitter okay. poll right what should it's not a fucking burger what it's a, it's a McLaren IndyCar McIndy sounds like it sounds like a shit burger you get from McDonald's it does sound like a shit burger I just go McLaren McLaren we don't need to be funny it's, um, not, it's, not, it's not like Batfleck or Batterson Patterson <laughs> was a good one. <laughs> uh, can I admit now? It took me twenty seconds to work out who you were talking about yep. when you said it. Patterson, 
Robert Patterson. Got it. <laughs> right, I'm doing this work. Paul keeps talking. So, who else have we got as far as Red Bull drivers that have been dropped? That All have come of back? them. They've done good. Like John Eric Vern screams to me, you know, someone that went that was dropped that probably shouldn't have been this, dropped. This is what, like almost every other podcast we discuss. Like, it's because they've, they've like there's just so oh, many to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there is. It's, is Yuri Vips likely to be in Formula One next year alongside yeah. Danny Kvyat? No, he's going to be somewhere in F two. I don't think we'll keep him in F three because he. He's done that, finished, what was it, third off? I think he finished fourth behind um, Schwartzman, um, Daruvla, and the... Kevin Schwartzman, 1993 Rob- MotoGP world champion. You, you're thinking of Kevin Schwantz? I am. Uh, you are. Robert Schwartzman, um, Jan Daruvla, and I can't remember the, can't remember the other guy in the team, but he's a, I think he's a ki- Kiwi. Um, but he was the first one that wasn't in an ART. Mm-hmm. Right. In the in the championship, so I can see him. I can see him going to F two next year, which putting him in a super formula car is probably the best bet because it gives him a chance on comparable to F two machinery. Yeah, they will keep him in reserve for the next bout of clearing house in Toro Rossa. When possibly, they, when, yeah. probably when they get rid of Gasly, middle of next season. Well, Gasly, Gasly is a good Toro Rosso driver. Yeah. I still don't think they'll keep him next year because I don't unless they unless they see a situation inside the team where they think they'll promote him again. I don't I don't see them having it because it's a dead year then for Toro Rosso. Toro Rosso's job. No, I don't think it is. No, but Toro Rosso's job is to make Red Bull drivers, and if they don't believe that he's going to be a Red Bull driver again, Danny Kvyat is never going to get himself in Red Bull again. No. So it's a dead year for Toro Rosso. Still got more podiums than Alex Albon so far. Oh no, absolutely! But I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I can't see them doing that. I know what you mean, but I think it's between Albon and Gasly for the Red Bull seat. Clearly, Albon at the moment. If, oh, if Albon will have to, uh, Albon will can't have to throw that away. Fuck it. Yeah, he yeah. will really have to fuck it. Albon would have to drive into the back of Verstappen in every race for the rest of the season. No, to he be wouldn't the Red even Bull have to do year. that. He would have to get caught with Helmut Marko's granddaughter in the back of the garage <laughs> for him to not have that seat next I, year. Depends which side of the garage he was stood on, where Helmut Marko could or couldn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> And who caught him with Helmut Marko's granddaughter? Not knowing the age of Helmut Marko's granddaughter, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> you saw nothing. I'm close, I can get the whole hand over it. Um... All you did there was show me just how wide the wide angle is of this. <laughs> you did nothing. It's good wide angle lens. <laughs> We're gonna have to well, do which next- the podcast listeners can hear. Yeah. yeah. We're all gonna have to do next week's show wearing Brendan Hartley masks. <laughs> can you get them? I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> well, what's with those giant heads that keep turning up at Formula One races of very David Coulthard. No, <laughs> Excellent. I like that. <laughs> Very good. Now, have you seen like, the, the giant papier mache Lando Norris? Yeah. I've seen um, a Roman Grosjean and a, and a George Russell. George yeah. Russell doesn't look anything like George Russell. It's quite no. quite funny. Which is really weird because as much as I like George, he is the most plastic-looking Formula One driver that Formula One has ever seen. 
<laughs> almost like android like formula one action figure yeah yeah it's like when they skin one of the eye robot robots or something <laughs> oh, the chance of getting george back on the show have just diminished <laughs> no his family is allowed to say shit like that yeah, yeah, fair enough. it's all right but once once they patch him though you'll forget everything he's remembered <laughs> So, yeah, what have Red Bull got left in the Young Driver programme now? Because I, I think it's Vips. N- it's next to nothing. I mean, at this rate, they'll probably, probably re-sign Nico Cari for about the eighth time, and then all of a sudden we'll pair him up with Dan Tictum, who's... Oh, what's he, where's he gone? He, he got let go, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's been sat on the naughty step thinking about what he's done for the last mm. six months. There's hope for Santino Ferrucci yet. There is. <sighs> I, think it, I think he's actually signed, signed to Andretti Racing for next year. He's going to be teammates with Ericsson. Go, oh, Ericsson. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave you with that thought. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. We've got no running order tonight. This, this one's completely freeform, sure. Completely unscripted. Have we got any other news? I don't think there is. I, I don't think there's a great deal. It'd be, in, it'd be interesting just to go back and talk about everyone's thoughts on the rest of the Japanese Grand Prix, because, I mean, last week it was me, Dan, Dan, Dan. Sean, Dan, Dan, Sean, Dan, Sean. Dan, Dan, Sean and Susie. And, Lee, I know you did, you did your yeah. heart lap, but not really sort of heard what Chris had to say about it. And I think it was a great race. T- discuss it amongst the four of us. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good race. Um, I... I was like, it was, it was an odd one though because it was, it was so obvious that the race had been won very early on. I think Mercedes handed it to, I think Mercedes threw away a one-two for a one-three. Yeah, that that's what kind of even if they'd left Hamilton out and Bottas caught him, Mercedes, they could have let Mercedes, Bottas pass. Yeah, I've not I've not actually seen it yet, but Mercedes put a video out um, Tuesday or Wednesday after the race. Yeah, no, uh, I, with Shove explaining why they made that second pit stop for Hamilton. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. I, I've I've got a theory on why they did it. Is because you they've already asked um, Bottas to move over once for Hamilton when he was essentially still in the title fight, which must have hurt because it was Russia, wasn't it? Russia he last was, year. That was last year. It was the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's had his like his second wind, which seems to have fizzled out. They've signed him up for next year. Give him a win. There's no, there's no benefit to Mercedes to destroy Valtteri Bottas before next year. And I think if they'd have brought Hamilton in, like, uh, sorry, left Hamilton out, and I think Hamilton would have probably beaten uh, Bottas if they'd have left him out. I think. I don't know if he would have beaten him because he was a lot slower on those worn tires. But I mean, even if they'd let him let him stay out, mm-hmm. Bottas did catch him. Yeah, and, and let him pass. I still think Vettel would have struggled to pass mm. pass yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, I reckon you're right about giving Bottas confidence. But on top of that, the Hamilton's tires were probably going to be marginal at the end, and he probably could have won. Yeah. But why take the risk when he's going to win the championship let's, anyway? Let's not forget, though, that if they'd have done that early It's playing early it safe, doors, isn't it? It, yeah. is, it is playing it safe. It, it's, a, it's an end of the season call. But nobody on the on the grid now, crazily enough, when you consider what it used to be like, no one on the grid now is better than Lewis at looking after his tyres and dragging a stint out when he's got to and keeping pace with it. I think he'd have had a different stint if he knew that was him to the end and him for a win. 
I also think as well, Mercedes may have done some quick maths in the garage and been like, you know what? Even with a one-three, we win. The, yes, we, yeah. We win with a safe one-three. We yeah. win the championship, and our two drivers lock out the mm-hmm. lock out the drivers' championship as well. And we can do that today if we pit Hamilton in the next couple of laps. I tell you what, like, well, you know what? Yeah. Well, let, well, let's make Lewis angry for half a day. Yeah. Go for the guaranteed result rather than. Mm. It's just as well though. It's just as well they didn't uh, do it because if they'd left Lewis out and. Bottas had overtook him, uh, had overtaken him to win the race. I think it would have he'd have had to ban Zai Lewis, and I think it would have been on the last lap. And can you imagine if that one lap count back had been for a race win? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The conspiracy theorists would have had a field day. Absolutely, yeah. he'd, al- he'd already bought a field. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah I, but I really do. I think it's a shame as far as because we know the championships are won. We're watching races now, waiting for waiting to get the. Well, Japan uh, used to used to be the last race or the almost yeah. the last race where where championships were won. But we're watching Formula One races now for good races, aren't we? Yeah, and yeah. I, I think Mercedes robbed the fans of a nail-biting climax to that race. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so too. But they, they sealed both championships. Oh, I, I think they, they robbed 50 fans. quid off me because I had, I had money on Lewis. I think they robbed the fans <laughs> of a nail-biting finish to that race. But once the championship's wrapped up, yeah. the drivers don't have to worry about, about being as careful. So you might get even better racing after that. Maybe. Yeah, you're right, maybe. But oh, I don't know. It just seemed... It, I don't, I'm not down with a team which will sacrifice a 1-2. For a 1-3. Where a team that is used to winning and knows it wins so much, it'll throw away a 1-2. Yeah. I'm, but they, they've done it in the past in order to get the championships, both drivers and constructors. Yeah, but they, they've but they stopped were, focusing they, on winning the race. They weren't being bothered. Neither of them were being bothered. It was going to be... Like it, it, it was going to be either Lewis or Valtteri that won that race. Vettel was miles away. They were under no pressure from Vettel until they pitted Hamilton. You know, so it just it just didn't seem didn't seem like racing in my eyes. What they did, yeah. Vettel probably would have burned his tires out trying to chase Hamilton had they left Hamilton. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, decent race from we Vettel talk, as well. Yeah, can we talk anniversaries because there's a couple of decent anniversaries this week. Jensen Buttons, yes, yep. championship. It would have been my wedding anniversary last Monday, but you're divorced officially now. Yes, as of last Congratulations. Monday. Yeah, and last July as well. That got complicated. <laughs> so, sounds like a patron podcast. That it does. <laughs> Did I talk about that last week? I can't remember. It's it's nearly a week ago. I think you mentioned it. Oh right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't shut up about it, did he? I, Sorry, I, I think it got mentioned in passing. Well, well. Flood was just going to talk about the single greatest achievement in sports history. Well, Carry two on. of them, two anniversaries. That this no, week. you were talking about the yeah. single greatest one first. Well, Jensen Button's wonderful drive at Brazil. Yeah. From, what was it, 18th that, on the, the grid to finish fifth? I think so. Something, Something like that. He yeah. was well down, wasn't he? It was yeah. a fantastic a, race, that one, if it I was. remember right. Yeah, Mark yeah. Webber won. I think so, yeah. Yep. There was a fight with a French driver. I don't remember. Don't remember that. I can't remember. Nope. Yeah, it was well worth watching that race. Two thousand and nine mm. Brazilian Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Button 
it was a, it was a champion's drive to seal the championship. Um, Did Weber win it? I th- I thought Button overtook Weber because I thought it was at Weber he was overtaken when he lost lost the back end going around turn one. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a Toro Rosso, I think. Are you sure? I thought, no, I thought not I entirely thought it was sure. Weber. Not entirely sure. But yeah, I think it's Weber. Yeah, he overtook a car, did almost lose the back end, and then yeah, could yeah. have been the championship. That could have been. Could have been. That, that would have put Vettel back in the in the hunt, wouldn't it? For the last uh, race, for the I last think. race, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch the highlights if F1 TV is working this week over here without using a VPN. Probably isn't. Mm. But the uh, yeah, the other anniversary, uh, the the strangest championship win of all time. Well, in my lifetime, Kimi Raikkonen's. 17 points behind with 20 on the table with two races to go and still won the championship. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I think the McLaren you, you team have that to be hated in, themselves. You have to have the mindset of not actually caring if you win the championship to be able to do that. Yeah, it was... You could have stopped China after was, not actually caring. We are talking about Kimi. Yeah, yeah. China was the penultimate race. If you remember, Hamilton beached it when he wore his tyres down to the canvas. Yeah. And Ron Dennis went absolutely yeah. mental at him. Uh, Alonso, I don't really remember what happened to Alonso in the second to last race. But uh, the, the, the McLaren, McLaren infighting handed Ferrari a world championship. Mm. And they bo- both Alonso and Hamilton finished equal on points, one point behind Kimi Raikkonen. And Raikkonen was always going to win a world championship at some point, but I never thought it would be in that way. He, was, he almost won it at McLaren, didn't he, mm. a couple of times. And then Alonso was the driver who eventually usurped Schumacher. Yeah. And then... Kimi goes to Ferrari and then all of a sudden wins a world championship in his first year yeah, of the team. Crazy. It was. It was a really, really crazy year mm. um, of Formula One. But Again, that's, I, can't, that's I can't recommend... 12 years ago this week. I can't recommend enough to anybody that has any interest in that Alonso-Hamilton phase of McLaren to read The Mechanic. Yeah. It's a oh, fantastic book. book. Amazing book. Mark Priestley's book. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, um, it is incredible. Yeah. Um, talking, talking, talking about Priestley. Um, we should try and get him on the show. No, I was going to say we're going to we're gonna have to try and get him on the show. At some he, point. he does do podcasts with people, yeah, and he's got another book coming out. And for anybody, and he's more experienced at podcasts than Brendan Hartley. Then, well, he can't yeah, we'd have to do a really, really long one for Brendan Hartley to have any experience. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say he can't be more experienced than Brendan Hartley. Brendan Hartley is the most experienced man at life. That is true because of his life experience. He knows how to live. But yeah, if any if anyone um, if anyone sort of got any uh, got any contact with Mark Priestley, get him get him to get in touch. We have tweeted him or anyone who you think might make a good guest on the show. Just get in touch with we, us. We need to we need to do more guests. Yeah, we do. Other people for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've got we've got lots of listeners, and our lots of listeners must know a few people connected with F one. Yes. yes. Why aren't any of you related to Damon Hill? I'm related to George Russell. It can't be that hard to be related to a Formula One person. And George Russell got on the show. He did. Lando Norris has been on the show. Yep. Jenny Gow has been on the show. Yes. Te- technically, Lewis Valtteri and Toto have been on the show. That. We did all that. Our yeah. listeners are doing nothing for yeah. us. <laughs> Toto Wolff has been on the show. Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton. Yes. Completely uh, one-sided, this relationship. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Mercedes. Although, <laughs> although, we, although we do have to thank the listeners that have sent us biscuits in the past or money to buy Absolutely. biscuits. And yeah. a stone and of peanut M&M's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... Um, Absolutely. Peanut M&M's that took a long time to eat. Yes. 
I've still got three bags left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they're still in date. They took that long to wait. Uh, and, and, of, and, of, and of course, the first person to send a gift was um, somebody who sent a copy of F1 2016. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And all our wonderful patrons. Yep. Plug, plug. If you want, if you want to know more about what we do with Patreon, go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. You can sign up there. Sign up there, donate, get an extra shirt. And there was a lot of Batman in this week's. We had Batman. There was a lot of Batman. Yeah. yeah. That cave, you could almost call it. You could almost call it a Bat cave. It's with less <laughs> Alfred. Um, quickly, right, before we move on, because I know there's not a lot of um, news to talk about. This, I meant, this, this is the end of the news. Yeah, I meant to ask you before, because I wanted your opinion on it as far as the uh, 2021 rules goes. Mm. Yeah, you know, because it's looking now like they're not going to happen. No. Or if we do, it's going to be a massively watered down version of it. Um, we kind of hoped that Liberty was going to be the like, knight in shining horse that came on, grabbed Knight in, in shining horse? Yep. Okay. Just go with it. Yeah. Uh, that grabbed. It pantomime I'm not quite on board, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I think a knight in the shining horse would get shouted at. It's the pub, it's the pub that all the knights go to. The shining yes. horse. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. yeah. so a lot. Um, anyway, copies of Lee's browser history will <laughs> yeah. soon be available. It's all right. It's not. It's not Sir Lancelot. You need to worry about. It's Camelot. Yeah. <laughs> You've broken it. Oh, what I'm thinking is, we thought they were going to come in and sort of really grab Formula One by the scruff of the neck, didn't we? Yeah. Um, well, they kind of did. They kind. They sort of did. But as far as the rules go, I think they're softer than what Bernie and Max were. And I think if we were still in the Bernie and Max era and this era and this sort of stuff was coming around, like the when we used to have the breakaway uh, threats every the, the, every yeah. other minute. I, you could I set your calendar by then. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'd have had this shit. It usually happened because they tried to set the calendar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think we'd have had this shit at all. If and what Formula One needs now is it, it seems that they haven't got a figurehead. Well, Ross is in charge, isn't he, of, of setting the rules, and he's got his own team of, of yeah, people trying no, to find there's loopholes. There's no one person that seems to have the authority. It seems like everything's being done by committee, and nobody can agree on anything. Whereas before it was hard nosed, before before Bernie. it was a dictatorship, and nobody could agree on everything because nobody could ever get yeah. Ferrari one hundred percent on side. Formula, yeah. Formula One Teams Association is the worst thing to happen to Formula One in the history of the sport. No, I think Ferrari's veto is the worst thing to happen to Formula <laughs> yeah, One. Yeah, that's in the history not great. Okay, equal equal number one. <laughs> People who get paid more for being there longer appears to be a, a bugbear of a lot of other. It's ridiculous. People. You know, like it's Williams and Ferrari getting bigger payments because they've been around longer. They sh- Ferrari should not, if they have a bad year, end up still earning more money than the rest of the teams. It should be performance based. Really, yeah, of course it, it should be. Yeah, it's 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 prize money. Yeah, I like what your professional American egg throwing does. Salary cap. Yeah, where they where they every team gets the same amount, isn't it? And then it's up to you what like you do after after that as far as sponsorship and stuff like that goes. So you have to get your money from sponsorship. And yeah, things. yeah. It's kind of like the Aussie rules. Football as well. Um, they don't pay them enough that so that's their job. They still have to have a job as well as playing football yeah they, they're quite often a bit like john mcginnis the motorcycle racer not really a bricklayer from morecambe because he's laid a brick in that many years yeah. that's his job but really he races motorcycles yeah yeah yeah, yeah what, what he gets paid to do is turn up to all these sponsors events and say i'm a bricklayer from morecambe yeah basically well grosjean's yeah. a chef 
He might be doing a lot more chefing. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy with um, Lewis Hamilton's vegan lifestyle, apparently. Well, that's, yeah. Is that it news? It doesn't that think cl- it's compatible with being a top-level athlete. Yeah. I've just realised, do you think this has anything to do with the fact that he's got a cookbook and uh, Lewis Hamilton's got his own chain of restaurants? Well, he's only got one so far, but he's opening more. Yeah, it's that's gonna, a very it's gonna, short chain. It's going to be a chain. <laughs> he's though. got a link. But do you, know, <laughs> do you think there might be a, a slight bit point. of jealousy there? In the food steaks. How much more eat steaks? We eat vegan steaks. They're delicious. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> probably, well, they made out of He'd probably go for buffalo cauliflower. Soy, I think. Soy and beetroot, like, juice. That's Buff- what makes them Buffalo bleed. cauliflower. I'd totally go that again. Um, all those hot sauce experiences go. We should have done this one on the Patreon. Dan, how are you feeling after Saturday night? Yeah, fine. What Stop. hot sauce did you have? I'm a big fan of hot sauces. Mm. It was the official Jim Morrison hot sauce that with, was Jim Morrison with ghost peppers. Jim uh, Morrison off the doors. Yes, yeah. it's called the end. I don't think he, he has any knowledge of this sauce. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can't imagine he signed his name to it. It was the last <laughs> thing he wrote was a recipe for hot sauce. <laughs> I am the Lizard King. Hot sauce, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dan, Dan was sweating for about twenty minutes after he uh, after he had it. Delicious, it was a slow burner. Delicious yeah, fruity well, taste with are, the, yeah, yeah. a lingering aftertaste of fire. Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds like ghost pepper. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. We should have discussed that more on the Patreon. We can do that next week. We can yeah. and try some more of the hot sauce. I want to try. I want to try some of that hot sauce before next week's Patreon. Funnily enough, it was provided by Steve the Accountant. Then it's our hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> a percentage of it is our hot sauce. Um, that may be deductible. Is it time for a game? I think it's time for. Be. Is it not? Is it not? We're we not going to preview the say, Mexican Grand Prix. Really, oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. see things. I thought we'd preview we it. Done that. Mercedes are going to do well. We need, to, we need to do bits. some guesses anyway, don't we? I was going to say, well, there's, yeah. um, there's a lot of blind guesswork mm. to come yet. Let me... Ferrari are... Watch, you haven't got your speakers turned up full yeah, like, on some sort of rave website. Muted, muted, <laughs> and watching us, weirdly. Um, Every time Paul opens his laptop, he's like live streaming cream fields. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the teams we expect to do well won't because of the altitude. I don't know if Ferrari might... might, might... I think you've been very cryptic. <laughs> For, I think you know uh, Ferrari it's like are Mystic Meg. <laughs> Someone if in I'm red will be celebrating be right. too. <laughs> oh please, can we do a Mystic Meg <laughs> side video? But it's just Lee. <laughs> Lee, Lee with a scarf over. No, it's head. Lee. Paul's vape. <laughs> Hang on. And 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 Jensen instead of instead of a ball. <laughs> go go quick. <laughs> be mystical. I don't want whatever that's going to give me. <laughs> Death. A, lu- a luxurious cloud. <laughs> look, it's cancer's cancer, no matter whether it smells of candy floss or not. Look, now look, the lovely viewers can't see us because Paul's put a cloud in the middle of the microphones. That was a heavy cloud. I thought my glasses had stayed. Strange enough, turning up less on the camera than you think it would do. No, that's all right. That's okay. <laughs> but the... Um, yeah, I, I think Ferrari are an unknown quantity in somewhere like Mexico because their season has been turned around by this downforce uh, element that they put on uh, just behind the front wing. Um, Singapore, it worked brilliantly for them. Uh, Russia and Japan, they've been really competitive. We knew they were going to be competitive at uh, Spa and Monza anyway uh, because of the straight line speed advantage that, they, that they've got. 
but I don't know if that element is going to be as useful in high altitude of Mexico City. Is it perhaps going to throw Ferrari back where they were, sort of kind of behind the Red Bulls, you know, pre-summer break Ferrari? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I think Red Bull are going to struggle here because of the straights. You think they'll struggle because of the straights? Yeah. Well, there's only one real straight, isn't there? But it is about a mile long. But well, because <laughs> you're, you're forgetting as well that kink of the when when you go past the twisty bit, yeah. Oh. The the end of that S is flat as well. So you got you come out of like the the S section, you know, before you go onto the back straight. Yeah, so, but there's, there's there's a little back straight. It's kind it's of small. pretty long, mate. If you take that that curve into it, the big curve curve into it, it's it's not a small straight. Do you mean the main straight? No, 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 the back straight. Because you've got turns one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and then a bit of a straight. Yeah. And then and then it's all twisty until you get to the baseball stadium, and then it's no straight you go, again. It turns one, two, and three. Then there's a little happens, another little straight. Well, there's, then, there's, then there's then there's if, that. If, you look, if you're looking at that, that's um... yeah. I'm pointing at Paul's screen. Mm-hmm. This doesn't really help. But yeah, turns one, two, and three, and then a bit of a straight, and then after that, it's not really. Then you've got the. Um, there's nothing really straight after then that. You, then you've got the two two ninety degrees, followed by the hairpin. Yeah, but that. But all all Before of sector that, all of then. sector two, yeah, it's it's twisty, but mm-hmm. it's flat twisty. Yeah, it's screw point and square. Yeah, um, which yeah. I think will favour Mercedes because that's where they yeah, they've been stronger on the. On the uh, but it's medium it's medium speed corners that Mercedes are good at. It's corners that they're under load. There's no corners there that that you'd be under load. For instance, most of sector two until it opens up. In the next, I know you can't see this, Lee, but sector one is the straight, the, the wiggly bit, and the next straight. That's Ferrari territory. Yeah, That's, but it's most of it's wiggly bit as far as the the stuff goes. And then the know, next, no, the next wiggly bit, I think, is is Red Bull Mercedes territory. Not sure, not and sure. You, you've got it's just the one. Uh, is it just no? It's two DRS zones um, between the. Where's the second one? Start finish line and turn one, and then the other oh, one. Oh, the second one is of, on that a second straight after turn three after the um, before it gets to the. 290 degrees. Mm. Who's won this? Has it been? Have Mercedes won this every year since it started? No, I don't think so. Danny Ricciardo won it once, didn't did, he? Uh, did Ricciardo win one? I'm of not them? sure. Hamilton has definitely won the Mexican Grand yeah. Prix. Bottas has won it. Yep. Here we go. Paul's just looking up Wikipedia Let's now. Have a I think look. Vettel was won close to winning it in the year he got cross about Charlie Whiting. Yeah. Vettel, uh, Verstappen's won it for the last two years, Hamilton in 2016 and Rosberg in 2015. Interesting, right? So, so Bottas that, hasn't won it. That kind of blows me away then as far as the engine goes because he had a Renault in it for two years when he was doing that. A tag hire. A tag watch. Yeah, he had a watch, didn't even have an engine. Yeah. 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 He was on time. Mm. Do you think Red Bull's going to be strong this weekend? I think so. But they haven't, even on the tracks where we think they'd be, they were going to be strong, they haven't been as strong as we expect to see a Red Bull. Yeah, and then weirdly, like a power circus like like Austria, which is, you know, quite power dependent, they were right on top. But again, Austria is yeah. quite high altitude, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, what does the altitude do to the engines? Does it... Starves them of oxygen because yeah, of the turbos. Does it help the help the ones with less power, or I think it does. A bit of a level yeah, 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 it kind of helps the ones with less power and um, hinders the ones with the more power. Um, that's interesting. So you think maybe that would play a bit towards Red Bull? Yeah. 
No, it's it's and just maybe the, even McLaren. Mm. It's just the downforce side of things is interesting because obviously you wouldn't have this much the, this this amount of downforce on this kind of circuit if it wasn't for the altitude. Mm. And it's a question of right, how much have Ferrari improved? And that to me is the unknown quantity because yeah, okay, we knew they were going to be fast in Belgium and Italy. We didn't know that they were going to be fast on the aero-dependent circuits that came after. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's, yeah, it's power, but it's it's a unique aero challenge with high downforce on a fast circuit. Yeah. Now, if Ferrari's increases in downforce and the saying engine power now, because apparently uh, teams are complaining about did Ferrari upgrade the engine during the summer break and did they find a loophole to be able to do it? Oh, they've definitely found more engine power from somewhere because they're quicker than Mercedes now. Well, they have been in a straight line um, since no, early, like, early season. But remarkably so. Is that just because, um, because they've Canada solved the downforce the first... problem, they've been, been able to reduce the amount of drag that they've got and the downforce Maybe. is lower on the car? Maybe. Canada but, was the first real power well, circuit hang, hang in the season, second. wasn't it? And Be- that's where Vettel should have won the race. Yeah, but you don't forget, Hamilton was still pushing Vettel around at that point. Hamilton was the quicker car at that uh, there. That's why Vettel Well, it's a quicker mistake. race car. But let's think about this for a second because you had now all of a sudden when you've got a Ferrari on a straight and a Mercedes behind with DRS, it still can't get past. No, it can't, no. So, you know, that's there's some something has changed. I wanna, I'd want to see it the other way around as well, though. I'd want to see a Ferrari catching a Mercedes and seeing if it was able to, to yes. get past. Yeah, yeah. I think they're very, very closely matched at the moment. But that long first straight with DRS, that's going to play, probably play into Mercedes' hands. Yeah. So Valtteri Bottas holds a lap record looking at Paul's screen there. Uh, yes, 118.741, which he set last year. And it's a 71-lap race. That's a long race. It's Again, long race. What, what does the altitude and air pressure do to DRS? Does it make it less effective because you've got... I think it's more effective because you have to run a high downfall setting to get any sort of air to push mm. down. Right. So then when you open the flap, you've got no downforce. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's, so I think it makes it a lot more effective. It has been a slam dunk down that main straight. You know, it's, it's been heavy on DRS for yeah. the, like, the years we've been there. But of course, the problem is that once you get past that, it's going to be a nightmare to pass because even the twisty sections are fast and it's going to have to be a, it's going to have to be a banzai dive down the inside of a tight corner. Yeah. Uh, one of my predictions for the race is we are definitely going to see... I'm going for three nose changes at least. Yeah. Just from dumbass, dumbass overtaking attempts. Mm, maybe. I'm not saying by who. Crush on Leclerc. You just chose the two whiniest drivers. Yes. Okay. And all right, we'll throw Stroll in there as well. Stroll's not whiny, he just doesn't know what's going on. Exactly. Mm. Something's wrong with the car. What? I don't know. That's whiny to me. Yeah, how many years? Yeah. How many years have we got of Stroll? At least three more. Do you think three more? Well, he's been signed up for three more years. Oh, is, is that the contract he's got? Yeah, well, both Stroll and Perez have been signed up for three years, haven't they? I didn't hear that Stroll had. No, I, th- I thought last, next year was the last year of his contract. Uh, yeah, because he, he signed a two-year deal at the start of it. Um, well, this year. At the start of I this year or last year anywhere. for this season. I think he's just going to be on a rolling, rolling contract as long as his dad 
I think we talked about this last week. But yeah. Yeah, it's, that seat is his as long as his dad is in the big chair in the boardroom. Well, yeah, as long as his dad knows. wants him in that seat. Because yeah. if his dad says, hang on, I could be the owner of a championship winning team by mm. by moving my son out and putting someone faster in, yeah. I think he'd do that. I think he'd do it as well, definitely. No friends in business. <laughs> So the saying goes. I think yeah, this a, isn't friends, this is family, isn't it? I think there'd also be, there might be even be more chance of, with it being his father and not just like a backer that's involved, of him to turn around so like, you're not up to this. You know, there yeah. might be more honesty because it's his father. Because at the end of the day, if you if all of a sudden your son isn't actually cut out Formula One, you know every time you send him out in a car, you, he is risking his life doing yeah. what he's doing. And don't forget... Lawrence Stroll doesn't own the team. Lawrence Stroll has a stake in the team. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, part of the consortium, wasn't yeah. he, that, that bought the team? Mm-hmm. No, man, I suppose there's nothing to stop him being bought out. Yeah. So where do we think Racing Point will end up on Sunday, then? I'm going to say towards the back. I've got a bad feeling. Per- Perez never does particularly well in Mexico, does no. he? No. Was it? Was it? Remember the cheers in the baseball stadium when he overtook someone for eleventh place? I think you'll get points. I think. I think we'll see Perez in tenth. Yeah. And I don't think we'll see Stroll in Q two. Mm-hmm. See the likes of sort of McLaren and Renault shaping themselves up a little bit more. Or sorry, Renault shaping themselves up a bit more, and McLaren just being generally better this year. It's always going to push <coughs> teams like Force India. Yeah. Damn it. Racing India Force One back one. Cat Team Canada. Yes. Pays a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a tough race. Yeah. I think I think Perez might rescue something for uh, Sunday, but Saturday <coughs> He's done it again, he's breathing too hard. Yeah. yeah. Saturday's gonna be a write off for him. Renault's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Which Renault are we gonna see? The bad one. You think? Yeah. I think we'll see. I think we the could good see one. the good one. Yeah. If Danny's comfortable in the car, they're not. Yeah, Hulk's but they're fighting for th- a drive. Th- things are coming together a bit for them at the moment, potentially because of like cheating, cheating. But well, they always find it difficult at circuits where you need a good balance. That'd be interesting. It'd be interesting if they're shite again, because if they're shite again, that means they've taken whatever they were doing with, is for the cheating off. Brake bias, brake balance, whatever it was. It was um, brake bias that was controlled by the length of the circuit. Yeah. And it wasn't being set by the driver on the wheel, which is why the wheel and the control electronics got confiscated. Mm. Yeah. Was it like, it's essentially active suspension for brake bias? That's um, the way I it, was, it. it was active brake bias. Yeah. Um, basically, what... Racing Point have alleged in their 12-page document. Wow, 12 pages. 12 pages of evidence. Um, from what I understand... We're really, 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 really sure. It's really, really, really... It's 12 pages, but it's not as big as you think because Lawrence Stroll only writes things on the back of $50 bills. In Comic Sans. Yeah, but how much is a Canadian $50 bill worth? It's about eight pence. One whole strawpenny. Um, yeah, apparently they've submitted 12 pages of evidence about, um, sorry, a boot why Renault were cheating. Um, what they're alleging is that 
it was a com- it was a computer on board controlled brake by system because the driver can alter the brake bias in the car from front to back mm-hmm. on the steering wheel, which that's in the rules. Yeah, but they'd automated the system to change the brake bias depending on whereabouts on the circuit they were. So it was effectively active. Mm. And anything active that the driver doesn't control that affects the performance of the car, if there isn't a dial for it on the steering wheel, that's banned. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this this is what Racing Point are saying. And there's nothing come out to say how long they've been using it for. But you've got you've got to imagine that if they've gathered that much evidence, it's not going to be things that they just found in Japan. No, this is going to be stuff that's been going on for a bit. Yeah, and as I say, Renault struggle in circuits where you need a, a good balance between you know downforce and and straight line speed. So mm. I think they'll struggle in Mexico. Maybe. I mean, it, I think it depends. I think if they if if what they've been doing to get themselves back involved is all above board and legal and they're not cheating i think we'll see the progression carry on but if that's true i think that's when we'll see them fall mclaren have traditionally struggled since the return of the mexican grand prix they've usually been i mean but they've had a fucking whore of a car haven't they yeah but even even, this is a different mclaren isn't it yeah yeah even it was last year or two years ago Mm. when mclaren were looking like they were just starting to improve they were right at the back again as soon as they came to mexico so, it's not. It's, it's not just like a different to... McLaren. They're like even the the like Carlos Sainz is rejuvenated now as well. We're he, looking for yeah. a four. We're looking at a fourth place McLaren here, aren't we? Which Jesus Christ, any McLaren fan would have snapped your hand off at the beginning that, of the year. I mean, that's uh, that jump in form and that amount of pace that we've found. That's like um, Force India becoming championship contenders over yeah, the course yeah. of the summer from last year. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. But although yeah. it does feel a bit more. Like McLaren have made a slight improvement, and everyone else in the midfield has gone. I've forgotten how to build a car. No, there's a there's a, a chart somewhere yeah. with um, with the uh, average improvements over from last season to this season. Yeah, one second a lap, over one second a lap. McLaren are by far the most improved yeah. car. Yeah, I mean, you said from, they, from last you said they had a bad one last year. Um, Stoffel actually finished eighth, and not well, Um Alonso only lasted three laps. I think he qualified well too, didn't he? Because he, he was he was ahead of Stoffel in qualifying. Like of course, uh, he was two years yeah, ago. For definite, they had a terrible one. But yeah, Alonso qualified twelfth and Stoffel seventeenth. Mm. Although, of course, grid shenanigans with um, penalties, Stuff. penalties for engines, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Grosjean getting a three place penalty for causing a collision in the previous round. Mm. God, where have we heard that before? Oh, yeah, crazy. Is this the last race that Vettel's got to watch himself as well? Um, No, he has to watch himself in Austin because that is a day before his points come off. Right. Because it's not races, it's one calendar year. Yeah, yeah, Right. And the race is a day earlier than the Mexican Grand Prix last year where he got points. that's interesting. Just because of the way the calendar works. (gasps) God, that'd be drama, wouldn't it? He gets banned from a race because of well, a Well, he will do. If he goes over 12 points, yeah. he will get banned yeah. for a race. That's the rules. I mean, he's, he's back on He's back on nine at the moment, so... Who would Ferrari get into replacing? How many races... How Brendan many, Hartley. How many races left after Austin? Two. 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 Brazil and... Call, call it now. If that was to happen in Austin and he gets his 12 points and he has to miss a race, he just fucks Formula One off. No, no Abu Dhabi. See you later, lads. Just prostitutes. Had it, yeah. 
Yeah, cars are shed. I'm off. Yeah. Maybe bold, bold prediction. Um, talking of predictions, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Right. Um, it would seem a waste of that segue. It would. <laughs> right. Sean has gone for a Verstappen win, Hamilton second, and Bottas third. Uh, I have our guest predictor this week, which is Nick Stovey Photography. On Twitter, he's, well, if you're Manx, F. Dewan. Mm. Spell F. E F. Juan. E. Triple F. J. U. A. N. How would you say it around here? Dewan. Dewan. F. Dewan. F. Dewan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's gone for a Verstappen win, Leclerc second, Bottas third, with Rockstar of the Weekend being Max and Wanker of the Weekend being Grosjean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Rockstars and Wankers is a good one. I like this. Um, by the way, just the uh, McLaren, sorry, Schmidt, Peterson, Arrow, McLaren, Indy Sport Car Racing Team poll that I'm running on, we're running on Twitter at the moment. McLaren Indy. Um, with 20 minutes left, 70 votes in, 73% McIndy. Oh, you guys are terrible. Yes. 27% You McLaren guys are my Indy people. Car. You have done it. <laughs> I want a second referendum. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a second referendum if it's within two points. I want a people's vote. <laughs> the people have voted. <laughs> you lost. Deal with it. You just Doesn't matter. Do you, <laughs> do you, come on, people. Like, do you re- with 20 minutes ago, did you say 20 minutes ago? Yeah. With 20 minutes ago, do you really want us to be calling it Muck Indy for in the fact, rest of the, the In fact, the amount of things he get, just called McLaren, McLaren Indy car. The amount of things what he just called McLaren then... The initial referendum was done without all the information given. I d- no, we know I, more now. I did mention all the words. <laughs> I have all the words. I have all the best words. I used them. You know the words more than anyone else. <laughs> Nobody knows more about words than you do. <laughs> that sounds like a great song lyric. <laughs> Nobody knows more about words than you do. <laughs> Didn't Extreme do that? Oh no, that was more than words. Yeah. Right. Northern words. <laughs> oh, so, kid. Yeah. Give the predictions then, lad. Uh, Verstappen win. Yep. Bottas second. Yep. Hamilton third. Okay, who's going next? I'll Verstappen. go next. Oh, oh sorry, oh, no. Oh. No, go, go. Verstappen win. Yep. Leclerc second. Yeah. Sainz third. Ooh. Oh. Go on, Lee. I forgot how weird these things tasted. Um, God, they're really claggy mouth up as well, aren't they? They're very sweet. Sorry. I've made made a real mistake here. Do you want me to go while you're trying to to survive that biscuit? For any any listeners who want to know what Lee's got in his mouth, look at YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily our channel, just look at YouTube. (laughs) Sebastian Vettel win. Pretend you're Hannibal with these as well. Uh, Lewis Hamilton second. Valtteri Bottas third. And I'm going to go for a Vettel win, Hamilton second, but Leclerc third. Um, right, if you want to... Oh, hang on, we haven't done Rockstars and Wankers. Oh, yeah, we haven't done Rockstars, Rockstars and Wankers for the weekend. I mean, Grosjean, Grosjean being wanker, that's a bit predictable, but it's probably going to happen. Mexico, because it'll be a shit Grand Prix. Well, Mexican fans are going to be rock stars. Yeah, yeah. but but, yeah. The, but the actual Grand Prix is just going to be a boring procession. 
going to say a boring, a boring procession where a bunch of people have to change the change the noses of the car. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, interject with uh, Robert Kubica being the wanker. Because he's like four laps down, but it's completely not his fault. No, he's just going to be four laps down. Whatever the, the, the wanker could be, whatever DJ is being roped in to play a gig that nobody wants them to play again. <laughs> like the, the the guy who tried to get Kimi Raikkonen super pumped when yeah. the DJ booth turned around maybe, just like, maybe they're going to change oh. it around this year and they're not going to have a DJ on the podium they'll have some rock stars instead DJs are rock stars aren't they mm. not really they're DJs mm. I suppose so yeah um, who else has got potential I reckon I reckon we'll get Wingy Hamilton about pit strategies again because he'll want to win the championship but won't be able to yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Mercedes are just uh, prosting it for the rest of the season mm-hmm. they are going to do just what needs to be done to get Lewis the title he's going to want to win the title by winning every race because that, that's his mindset at the moment which is different to previous years he wants to go all out and win they're going to strategise it so he does enough but not necessarily finishing first, and he's going to kick off about that. And I think we'll we'll see a whingy performance. I think for him they, this that's the, the only reason they do that is if there was both of them. I I I don't I don't see that. I, I think the the only reason they did that in the last race was because they owed Bottas one, and they could tie things up. And, yeah, and be they're still, they're still going to go win races. I, I think yeah, Mercedes are just going to let them race now. Yeah, they're, they're not going to strategize one into a win. Over the other, I'd argue if they've got the chance to make Lewis champion this race, they'd do it more so to get it over and done with, so it's in the bag. Yeah. Um, the what was it? Who, who do I think could be wanker? Um, more, more crying from Leclerc. More Leclerc tears. More whoever's behind him on Inters. Behind him on Inters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one car. That one, many tears. One car in the field has to be on Inters at all times because he's behind Leclerc. You've really gone off him, haven't you? Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> and for the benefit of the listeners, that's Lee who doesn't like Leclerc. <laughs> and really, Dan? Are you sure? Well, I'm Dan, sure. Dan, what are your opinions on Leclerc? Quite neutral. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's ever since I realised that Sebastian Vettel is the greatest driver that's ever driven in a Formula One car and is worth 10 Ayrton Senna's. You know, we're, you know we're doing this on video and people can actually see your nose growing. Yep. Yeah, okay. That's just the wide-angle lens. All right. Turned in the wrong direction. Shall we shunt it? Let's do it. Ah. Uh. Oh, People no, are going to play on the video as well, aren't they? Which is going to be fun. But then they've got access to the Google, and 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 we don't. And when, yeah. and, when and as you probably noticed, we're not looking at the YouTube comments. So. We're not allowed. I must say, I now now that we're here and I can bring this up, I do need to bring one of the comments that I caught in the corner of my eye on that screen up because it really does need sorted out. That bottle is not Poppers. It's not no, poppers oh, at that, all. That, that, <laughs> no. that, 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 is my, that is my vape. Vape. We liquid. warm up for, for podcasts in very different ways. That's not a bottle of poppers. Never involves poppers. No. <laughs> this one was sent in by Ryan Jones. 
Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan. Did Lord. you choose it because you could say his name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lord Ryan Jones, if you uh, if you believe his Twitter profile. <laughs> I don't. Um, I was born. Yeah. This is the correct way to start. Yeah, he's gone fucking double down on it. He's doubled down. Yeah. This, so we'll on the twenty eighth of June, nineteen seventy one. That's that's the the date of birth. It is. That is that is, that is a going for us. Date of birth. I thought you said. I thought when you said he doubled down on the um, on the criteria for question one, you were going to say he was born twice. If this thing or person has a passport, you now know part of it. Um, I came back in two thousand and eight. I came back in 2008. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, hang on. So so you would have come back aged 37. Hmm. Or 36, if it was before the 28th of June. Yes. <laughs> I joined one of the biggest teams in sports. In 2008, was it announced that Oh no, it would be in 2009 was it? because the whole Braun thing. I was going to say in 2008, was it Schumacher announcing he would be back in 2010? But they, that wasn't announced until after Mercedes had done the Braun deal. Yeah. yeah. And that was winter 2009, 2010. So that doesn't add up. And also... Because Schumacher wanted to, come, wanted to come back to replace Massa, but that was 2009. And he didn't. And he didn't because yeah. of his shoulder injury. From motorcycle accident. Yes. If I remember rightly. I want to guess. Do want to guess. It's not Michael Schumacher. I think we'll look I think we're looking at somebody technical or mechanic y who had a bit of time away and then came back. Or, or even a sponsor. Oh. Because that that biggest team in sports line, it doesn't Marlborough. sound Formula One-y, does it? No, I mean, right, who are who are the biggest teams in sports? Sadly, sadly Man United. He joined one yeah. of the biggest teams in sports. Massive team. One of the best teams. <laughs> Nobody knows more about sports teams than him. Uh, what, 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 what was Trump's team in the USFL <laughs> called? It was, it, was, it was a New York team, but they weren't the biggest team. But they could have been. The New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> the New York even bigger Giants. Um, so the biggest biggest team in sports. It's going to be something like Man United, Barcelona. Harlem <coughs> Globetrotters. They're pretty big. Yeah, they are. Mm. Yeah. Um, I almost hate to say it. New England Patriots. <laughs> They're an American football team that I hate, and I don't care if... I, I know that I know they're an American that. football team. I work the rest out of my head. <laughs> um, so it's, it's going to be... It might be, might be something on that, but... Coming back... Came, came back in 2008. Something that was banned. Oh. Like cigarette advertising, or... or but Ferrari, uh, Ferrari have never stopped being sponsored by a Philip Morris company. Or slick tyres. I'd like to tell you something oh. that hasn't been banned. Given guesses. Slick tyres. Good call. <laughs> That'll go. Guess. Yeah. You know slick tyres? I don't think slick tyres were born on the 21st of June 1971. They might have been the first time... The 28th of June. They might, that might have been the first time that they were used because they might have been sort of minor treaded or 
grooved or cut tyres. Are we going with slick tyres? Yeah, we'll go, on, we'll go with slick tyres. It's a really bad idea. Slick tyres, first guess. Slick tyres. Right. Uh, during my career, I signed advertising deals with... Not slick tyres. ...McDonald's and Adidas. Or Adidas. No, it's Adidas because it was named after the founder. Adidas. Adolf Adi mm-hmm. Dassler. Or McNotQuite Burger King. No, that's the fake fancy dress costume version. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to vote McLaren Indy with a few McBurger minutes McBurger Royal. Because I'm not calling them McIndy for the all of next year. No, I'm going to call them McLaren, mate. We, 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 in solidarity, we'll do it. McSolidarity? Yeah. No, that's, that's the union, isn't it, for the <laughs> burger staff? Um, yeah, next, next, clue. next clue. Next clue. Next <laughs> clue. Uh, I am a racing motorsport series champion. Nebulous clue. I'm going to admit it. I remember we were looking at Roman Grosjean's career and he's won championships. No, he cooked some championships. Uh, That was it. Yeah, next next clue before we have to make another completely wild stab in the dark. I yeah. have uh, I have been awarded the Legion of Honor with its full name, Legion the Nat- National Order of the Legion of Honor. Surely Sounds like a fucking Avenger. Surely it'd be Order National uh, de Legion d'Honneur. I think it should be Legion d'Honneur, shouldn't it? I think. Well, maybe wrote it in English to help the moron that reads it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Jones, yes. and your, amazing, and your so, amazingly anglicised name. Yes. And your amazingly anglicised name. So this is from Ryan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, okay, so... This is where I have, a, have another look. His name's all one word and there's three umlaus in it. <laughs> I've got three albums by then. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're looking at somebody that they like in France. Yeah. Born in 1971 and made a comeback in 2008. Eight. And related to motorsports somehow. Signing deals with Adidas and McDonald's. What? I mean, the the only Olivier car, Panis. The only cars I've seen with McDonald's on have been in um, American series. Because there's been no Sebastian Bourdais used to be sponsored by McDonald's. Although I think that might be when he was an when Indy he was car. In, when yeah. he was an Indy car, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you see McDonald's on NASCAR as well, but usually upside down and on fire. <laughs> golden umbrellas, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flame grilled. <laughs> yeah, the golden ewes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'd like a guess. Oh, please. Right. So, would, so would we. Yeah. <laughs> Chance would be a fine thing. Um, I'm, I'm stuck on this one. I'm going to say Olivier Panis. Yeah. Because he, he has won ice racing championships post Formula One. I was genuinely thought for a split second you're going to say ice skating championships. No, I, <laughs> ice it was racing. going to make my fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. 1996 Monaco Grand Prix winner Olivier Panis is now a figure skater. Yes. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> who, who can forget the famous duo Torval and Panis? <laughs> Panis and Dean. <laughs> that, sounds like a party. <laughs> Blades de glory. 
watch, watch the dodgy downloaded version of Blades of Glory, and the only thing I took from it because it had hard coded Swedish subtitles on is Swedish for chewing gum is condom. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> This is just desperate stalling while we try and think of something else, but... I, well, I, I want to say Olivier Panis. And I want you to say Olivier Panis. Olivier Panis. Amazing. I have competed in three Le Mans. I don't know why I pronounce it so weirdly. You know what I mean? Le Mans. Le Mans. Le Mans. Because we know how well already from this shunt how great your French pronunciation is. Right, yeah. And I just absolutely <laughs> anchormanned it then because I read what was on the autocue <laughs> and how I saw it. <laughs> I'm Rob Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Um, right, okay. Next next clue? Um, is this the final clue? No, no, no. You've got two more after this no, one. I think this, is, I think this is only number eight. Yeah. Okay. I have competed in, for seven teams in my, uh, in my previous sport. I don't know what your previous sport was. If you don't know what your current one is. Right. So it's going to be somebody who switched sports to motor racing, our Chris Hoy. Well, I'll I'll help here. I d- believe I might be wrong. I believe his previous sport was not motor racing. Like Paul said, then someone like Chris yeah. Hoy. Chris mm. Hoy about the right age. A little bit old think, for Chris Hoy, I, isn't he? Um, no, I think Chris Hoy is actually around about that age. Is he? He would have yeah. been about forty when he was winning gold medals at the Olympics. This guy would have probably case, stayed. Would have probably stayed dry. Like cyclists. Was Chris Hoy not a rower? No, you're thinking of Steve Redgrave. Right, it's not Chris Hoy. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know that Steve Redgrave isn't Chris Hoy. <laughs> yeah. Next clue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for both of my sports, I predominantly used my hands. Now, yeah, I'd be tempted Diego to go Maradona. Zanardi. Yeah. But his motor racing career was first. And yeah. then third. Come on, people. Am I not the only person that finds Dan going straight to Zanardi hilarious? <laughs> well, he does use his hands. I know. Yeah. Does, I, know I know. It's just, it yeah. tickles me because things that are nasty generally do. <laughs> Was the clue about Le Mans, I have won three Le Mans or I have... I've competed in. But Zanardi. Zanardi's done more than three, hasn't he? <laughs> well, bits of him have. All of Alex Zanardi has done Le Mans. But bits of him haven't. Terrible, terrible man. Um, I like the fact that it's terrible me saying things like this about Zanardi because he's done really well and he's a very, very inspirational person. He's never quite had the same response for Kubica jokes. <laughs> all, all of Kubica is still there. It's just very No, shriveled. definitely not. He's lost bits there. Like He's still got all the digits. No, he's got an arm like a twiglet. He's got, he's got muscle wastage more than anything. Mm, maybe. Not sure. Something that looks like it should be slapped onto the side of a raptor in a museum should not be on a human body. <laughs> Thanks for that, Lee. <laughs> I have no response. We need a jack button on the live film. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same, but it's way too late. People have now seen that. <laughs> I'm free! <laughs> free! This is why we don't do the live feeds very often. 
free. <laughs> oh boy! Coming um, back to coming, total coming shock. back to where we were. Can we have the last clue, please? Yes, of course you can, darling. Uh, what <laughs> I was nicknamed. Uh, oh, this is French. Le Diven. He's got it in English. I'm going to tell you in English. Do that. Yeah. Uh, the diving bald one. Oh, goalkeeper. Um, Fabian Barthez. Fabian Barthez. Yeah? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, he's done Le Mans quite a lot. He's got a team in GTM. Um, his first sport, he would have used his hands because he played in goal for France, um, won the World Cup. Which Laurent, Laurent Blanc used to kiss his head before every game in the um, 98 World, World Cup, Cup before yeah. they before they played and even before the final when Blanc was suspended. I think it is. And he was a bold goalkeeper so he dived a lot. Yeah, he was... Uh, and he moved into motorsports as you say. So yeah, yeah Fabien yeah. Barthez. Yeah, Barthez. I'm Fabien Barthez. Yes. Well yes. done, Paul. Did that with that? Did uh, look, the laptop oh, was shut? The, 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 the biggest team in sports would have been Manchester United as well because he signed for them after the World Cup. He did. Right, how do you send in a total shunt? You can tweet me at a total shunt or you can send me an Instagram message, whatever we call those. Uh, I'm I, think total... it's, I think it's called a message. Right, <laughs> if you send me a message on Instagram, <laughs> I'm a total shunt on that as well. And you can also email ones for weeks when Lee's not about to three legs four wheels at gmail.com. Yep. Um, which Lee is now going to dissociate him from that, himself from that email account so that he doesn't see the total shunts that come in. But if he's <laughs> not about, then it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's been a long day. It's been a long evening setting this thing up. Um, you can tweet us on the show at Three Legs, Four Wheels, or individually we are... At Flood21. At Dan Dankleton. At Pablo100. And Sean is at Sean Cowper. And, of course, we're on Facebook, at Three Legs, Four Wheels. And the same on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's the Patreon show, which I'm guessing most people that are watching this subscribe to because they're the only ones mad enough to sit and watch us sit around a table and talk. Yeah, we've still, we still got 34 of them. They have lasted well. Yes, they have. Um, thank you to everyone that's been watching on YouTube and thank you to everyone for listening. We will be back next week where we'll be reviewing the Mexican Grand Prix and uh, previewing Circuit of the Americas as well. Yep. One of my favourite races of the season, usually. It's, it's usually a good one. Yeah. Just no badly animated eagles this year, please. No, no, please not. And the weird noises. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.